So anyway, I've, I have, uh, thank you, Paul, for allowing me this opportunity, and I have titled this message, Intimacy with God, with an emphasis on the Holy Spirit. And if you've been with us over the last while on Sunday mornings and you've heard the messages, you know there's been a lot of information on the Holy Spirit, particularly when we had Terry Kruger with us and he did, he, he taught a couple of sessions about the Holy Spirit. Uh, but today I'm going to share with you what I feel is the greatest benefit of having the Holy Spirit in my life. And that is, communing with the Holy Spirit gives me greater intimacy with God the Father. Communing with the Holy Spirit gives me greater intimacy with God the Father. And the reason I believe I can say that is because the Holy Spirit is one part of the Godhead himself. He's not an it or a thing. He is the third person of the Trinity. Now, the nature of God is that he exists in the form of three persons. We, we all know that, but I want to review that. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are three, but they are one. And that may seem a little confusing at times. I like to think of it like this. This is an example for you. If you were to take the end of a rope and divide it into three strands at the top, at the end of the rope, you would have the three strands, but you would still have the one rope. All those three stands, strands would be part of one rope. So it was three, but in one. And we can say the same about the Godhead. Three and one. They are, they are all three God. God the Father, God the, uh, the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit. They are all God. God the Father is on the throne in heaven. God the, uh, the Son, Jesus, is seated at his right hand. We know that from the word. Acts 2.33 tells us about that. And in John 14, verses 16 and 17, we see that Jesus said he would pray the Father to give us another helper. So what he was saying when he said another is that he was saying he was praying that there would be another come that would be just like he had been. He was saying, I've been your helper, and expand that word helper, and we get comforter, advocate, strengthener. And so he was saying that uh, I've been all of this to you, but when I leave, the Holy Spirit will come and forever be with you. He will forever be with you to be what I have been to you. And then in John 16, verse 7, we see that Jesus was saying that it was to our advantage that he left. He said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I do go, then I can send him to you. And the, the wonderful part as well, if that's not wonderful enough, is that he's, Jesus says that he will be with you forever and that he will not leave us. And that is the, the spirit of truth. It will be in us, not just with us, he said, but in us. That is just so awesome to me, to know the Holy Spirit is in us, won't leave us, and he is uh, with us forever. So is that where you think, I want to ask you, is that where you think the Holy Spirit is? Is that when you think of the Holy Spirit, do you think of him as being there inside of you? Good. <laughs> well, if you're born again, then you are born of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit is definitely inside of you. He dwells in you. And that's, there's a scripture that another reference concerning that is in Romans 8, 11, where it says, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. His Spirit who dwells in you. Kenneth Hagin, who was the, the man that started the Bible school that I was a part of, uh, 
would often say, we need to be more God-inside-minded. God-inside-minded. That means we need to be aware of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And if we know that he's there, then I think we need to really become acquainted with him. We need to realize the value that he is and just um, not ignore him. So what I, I want to ask you just to turn to somebody, and I, I want you to say something to them. Um, now, let me qualify this. I want you to say, uh, be aware the Holy Spirit is there in you, but not beware, okay? Not beware like beware a dog kind of thing, but be aware, be aware the Holy Spirit is in there, okay? Remind one another of that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is there. Yeah, Okay. We can, uh, we can speak to each of the Godhead individually. I, I hope you realize that. I do that really often, actually. I speak to God, and I'll say, Father God, I just thank you for uh, your goodness. For You're such a great God. You know, you've just given me everything that I need. Uh, Jesus, I want to thank you for dying on the cross for me, sacrificing your life, uh, bearing my sins, carrying my sicknesses I just you know so much you can say to Jesus as well Holy Spirit I receive your guidance today your comfort you know you can just speak to them individually and, and that and, and in that way they become more personal to you it's like really just becoming more intimate in your relationship with them when you do that um, Isaiah 11 prophetically speaks of the Holy Spirit resting on Jesus and if we uh, or to think about it, we know that the Holy Spirit that was in that day is the same Holy Spirit that is with us today. And so there are some attributes that were listed in Isaiah 11 about the Spirit, and I want to share that with you. The Spirit is speaking about the Holy Spirit, saying that he is the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might. This is what we have in the Holy Spirit. And when I, when I read that word about might, I think about how he works through us in mighty ways to, uh, for us to perform signs and wonders and miracles. I mean, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. All, this are at, all of these things are attributes of the Holy Spirit. The fear of the Lord to means to me that it's not a, a spirit of terror, but it's concerning a spirit of awe. He enables us to have a respect and to honor God. Now, as I said, communing with the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me, gives me intimacy with the Father. And I'm going to share with you what intimacy with God actually means to me. It means to have a close, familiar, and loving personal relationship with God. To have detailed knowledge of him, to be comfortable with him, and to be able to have privacy with him. Are those the kind of things you'd like to have in your relationship with God as well? Yeah, just think about that. You really want to be comfortable with him at all times so you can just kind of let your hair down, so to speak, with him and just talk to him so easily and to be able to have privacy with him. Yeah, you know, you can be in a room of 100 people and yet you can still have an audience of one with God. He can hear what everybody is saying in a crowded room and at the same time hear what you're saying. He doesn't get it mixed up. He loves all of his creation, everyone he's created, and that means you and me. I, for a while, years ago, I was really, I really had to own up to the fact that I was struggling with 
knowing how much God loved me. I knew that he loved me some, you know, but to think about that he loved me a lot, I don't know, it's just, it was just kind of hard for me to re really realize that. That is, until my intimacy with God developed more by being baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's when it really happened, when I became baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, just like all believers, the Holy Spirit had lived or dwelled in me ever since I had become a Christian, ever since I was born again. And for me, that was when I was a child. But, um, but the infilling, or what we, call, we also call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible refers to it as the infilling of the Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I had not yet experienced. But we know that that is available for all of us. And it was when I experienced that that I became, I became more aware of the love of God, understood more about the Word of God, and was able to communicate in a, in a better fashion with God uh, because of being filled with the Spirit. I also had the ability to speak with tongues and receive my prayer language, language in the Spirit. But we've received a thorough teaching here about the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there have been scriptures pointed out to us about how the, on the day of Pentecost there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I've shared with a few of you how I experienced it, but I do want to just say a couple of things about that. Uh, the, the day that I experienced the, re, that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was just at home alone with my mom and a good friend of mine, and we were sitting around the fireplace at night and talking, and they began talking to one another, and I just kind of just started thinking about the Lord, focusing on him, talking to him inside of myself, just, you know, Lord, these were the things I was thinking about. I just felt like there had to be a, a relationship in which I could be closer to the Lord. I just felt like I just wanted to be more in him and him more in me. And I didn't realize at the time, I found this later, there's a scripture in John 14, verse 20, where Jesus actually says that on that day, referring to the day of the outpouring of the Spirit, on that day you will know, he said, that I am in the Father and I am in you and you are in me. And I just thought, that is awesome. That's, that just speaks of more intimacy to me. That was really what I was looking for. I just needed that deeper relationship, a, a, a deeper walk with him. And so I yielded. I just said, Lord, there has to be something more. And I just yield. I want it right now. And I just yielded right there. And it just, it was like, I don't know how to explain it other than it was just sense, it was a sense that the Holy Spirit came on me. And it, it was really pretty dramatic, actually. I just kind of leapt over in my mother's lap, you know. I mean, I just felt kind of funny as old as I was sitting in her lap. But it was like, what happened? I said, well, I was just praying, and I just felt the Holy Spirit just come on me. And I just, you know, I, I was just seeking God and, and uh, praying, and, and this is what happened. <coughs> and Mama said, you know, it, she said there was just such a light about me. There was such a light about me on my face the rest of the night that she couldn't explain except that there had to have been something that happened in the spirit. And um, I, I remember when I went to bed that night, just like in the Bible, in Acts 2, 3, we read that those that received the Holy Spirit on the day of the outpouring, on the day of Pentecost, there was flames like fire that came on each one of them. In the same way, when I went to bed that night, in my bedroom, as I looked around the room, there were flames like fire, not really fire, but it looked like flames of fire all around on the walls. 
you know, like I said, this may sound dramatic, but, you know, the Holy Spirit can move in whatever way he wants to. And sometimes he does move in different sort of ways. Uh, we give him that liberty. He's, he can be very unique with us. But I, too, began to speak with other tongues whenever I would begin to pray. And I remember that the Bible had said in Acts 2-4 that the Spirit gave them utterance when they were the day of Pentecost. And they began to speak in different languages. Well, it just it started wanting to come for me, and I realized that, that it was my mouth, uh, but it, the Holy Spirit was giving me something to say. He was giving me that utterance. And so by faith, I just began to speak the words that would come. And over time, as I just really gave myself more to that, uh, spent time just before the Lord and worshiping him and praying in faith, and it would just begin to flow more and more, more words in tongues and more words given by the Holy Spirit. It's just so beautiful. I love it. The Holy Spirit uh, gives us this, and we can also sing in the Spirit, sing the words the Holy Spirit wants to give us in adoration to the Lord. But the Holy Spirit is our helper, just like Jesus said. He said, I'm going to go, and he's going to come, and he's going to be your helper. He is our helper. He's our partner. He works with us. There's times that the Holy Spirit will impress us to intercede for people. That is to to pray on their behalf, to stand in the gap, so to speak, for them, to spend time before the Lord praying for them. And the Holy, uh, Paul says in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 14 that he would pray with the Spirit and he would pray with understanding. So there's times that I pray in English in my known language, and there's times when I'm not sure how to pray or what to pray, and I just begin to pray in the Spirit, a prayer language that the Holy Spirit has given me. And he, like I said, he is my partner, and I just appreciate his being there, him giving me that unction. I, ha I love that at any time, day or night, I can sense the Holy Spirit's presence. He will always be there, like Jesus said. We will never, ever be alone. Do you all realize that? We'll never be alone. Never. You, if you begin to feel lonely, just speak the name. Speak the name of Jesus or speak the name Holy Spirit, like I said, the Godhead, three in one. Speak the Holy Spirit's name. If I wake up in the night for no apparent reason, I begin to think, perhaps the Holy Spirit is calling me to pray, and I'll begin to pray. I may not know exactly what I'm praying about or who I'm praying for, but I believe that it's important. I believe the Holy Spirit will use it because he's the one that's giving me that unction. So we just need to be faithful because the Holy Spirit wants to work through us. The Holy Spirit gives us dreams. My dreams are usually symbolic, but for some people, their dreams are specific and literal. I want to read you a scripture. I'm giving you quite a bit of scripture today, and you don't have to turn there, but I'm going to read this one that I'm going to turn to in um, Acts 2 and verse 17. And this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour it out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Just think about that. All those things as he pours out of his spirit. Prophecy, visions, dreams, and more. All the different ways the Holy Spirit wants to move. Um, now, at my house, we do, I do, there is an old man that has dreams. Sorry, honey. I couldn't resist saying that. But um, Rodney will <laughs> often share his dreams with me, and I'll share my dreams with him, 
and the Lord often just really gives us an interpretation of what he's trying to say, what he wants to say to us. And uh, I, we just pay attention to anything that seems unusual. Sometimes uh, he'll speak to me uh, with just a word. Often it's, well, usually it's not in full sentences. Sometimes I'll just get a word or I'll see something and I'll have my eyes closed and I'll get a picture of something. Uh, and then I, and it'll be like he's telling me what he about something by giving me that picture or just impress me with something. But just pay attention to all these things when, it, when you're praying. If you begin to get a picture, be, if you begin to get an impression, if, you, if you're quiet before him and you, and you feel like you're hearing a word, pay attention to all that. Sometimes you might want to write it down and go back to it. The, whole, the Lord wants to speak to us through his spirit. But like I said, sometimes it can be unusual. Just recently, I was walking through the hospital with Rodney just the other day, and uh, he had that neck brace on, that new neck brace, uh, because his muscles in his neck had been a little weak. And he had an appointment, so we were going in, and I, I just had this thought, oh, people are going to really think this is odd. You know, they're going to see that because he didn't have that shirt over it. It was just kind of there and big. And, and I thought, oh, this is going to be so obvious, you know. And I, but as I was thinking that, I started hearing a clang, clang, clang behind me. And I turned around, and there was a prisoner coming in in chains. There were policemen escorting him in. And, you know, I, I just I felt for the man. I felt for him, but, but I just thought it was interesting. The whole, what I got out of that, the Holy Spirit was giving me an impression. It was like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, and you were concerned about being obvious yourself? <laughs> you know, no. It's just, you know, we don't need to be embarrassed. We just need to just let the Lord just take care of us and whatever we, we go through, he's always there for us. But he speaks to us through situations. When we go through uh, things, there's always, to me, there's a lesson. I'll, I'll look for the lesson. I'll say, what are you trying to say to me, Lord? In John 14, 26, it says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will teach us all things and bring to our remembrance all things that Jesus said. Now, I'm sure there's been times with you, as there has been with me, when I will just receive a word, uh, a scripture. It will be very appropriate for what's going on at the time. And it's the Holy Spirit just bringing that to my remembrance, speaking that word back to me. That's one of the reasons it's important to know the word of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring it back to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit will speak things like, perhaps he will say, um, my grace is sufficient for you, or when you're weak, I'm strong. Or he might even use the, the golden rule, might even quote the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, and it would be appropriate, something you needed to hear at that time. But the Holy Spirit will impress you with that. Just bring it back to you. Maybe it's a few words, but you get the whole gist of what he's wanting to say. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us. We have had different times where we have had something big come against us and the Holy Spirit wants to speak through whatever it is that's coming against us. You know, uh, the Bible tells the story about David and Goliath. And I just think that there are times that we all have Goliaths come at us. You know, it's this big thing that's like a giant that wants to stand right in front of us and just stare at us. It's like, how are you going to get around this? What are you going to do? You know, and it's, but the Holy Spirit is working. He will always see you through. Uh, this was happening to me after the first few times we would go up into other nations of Africa that were less de developed, uh, that were some of the least developed countries in Africa. And 
a few times I was getting sick. I would pick up a bacteria, and I would come home very sick. And so it got to where when we would get another invitation to go, I would just be hesitant, and I would think, oh, I don't know about that, Rodney. This time it's just, you know, what about the diseases? And I can remember one time when I was saying, what about the diseases, Lord? And I just heard the words, what about my love? I heard the Holy Spirit say, but what about my love? And I knew he was, he was just reminding me that it's his love that, would, that was compelling me, that has always wanted to compel me to go into those places, to deliver his love. Isn't his love strong enough to cover all those things? And being reminded of that, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak that to me was just what I needed, and it um, made it easier for me to trust him about myself. God talks to us by his spirit, his spirit to our spirit. We are spirit. We are spirit. You know that. We are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. But his spirit speaks to us, to our spirit. We say When we say we've heard from God, We've heard by his spirit. It's through his spirit. He knows the mind of God because he is part of the Godhead. That's how he knows the mind of God. In John 14, 13, it says, Whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell us things to come. He speaks through prophetic words. He speaks by giving words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Um, he just speaks. He can speak directly to, our, to us through his spirit, to our spirit. We may hear him speak in a soft voice. Maybe you hear him speak in a loud voice. Sometimes I think he gets louder if we don't respond the first time or two about something. You know, and, he, and he just needs to repeat it, and it gets a little louder, it gets a little more obvious to us, you know. But anyway, he can give us an impression, or he can bring something to mind. He brings things to our attention. Have you ever just been going about your business, and somebody's name comes to you? And they stop and think, I need to check on them, or I need to do something for them. Or maybe you don't know what's going on, but because that name came to you, trust that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and begin to pray for them. There could be something that they really need prayer for. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just remind us of things that are important. And I'd say, thank you, Holy Spirit. I needed to remember that. I mean, there's so many times that he's just... Show, you know, he just has helped me through things. I don't know how I would have gotten through it, but he's so he's so valuable to me, and that's why I love getting to know him. When we say we need to pray about something, what we're really saying is that we are wanting the counsel of the Holy Spirit, that we're needing his advice. We're wanting to, uh, whether it be something we're dealing with about finance or health or relationships, family, jobs, whatever, we can go to him for counsel. I looked up the definition of a consultant, and it is a person who provides expert advice professionally. And we have the greatest consultant ever living on the inside of us who will never leave us, the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit without mentioning the fruit of the Spirit. It's listed in Galatians 5.22, and I hope you remember these. There's nine of them. Y'all remember? You might want to say them with me. Love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They don't necessarily have to be in that order, but that's the way most of us try to, remem to memorize them. Um, and when I think about patience, I think about not just the ability to wait, but how we act well, while we're waiting on something. I thought you'd really like that one, Rodney. It means not just having the ability to wait, but how are we going to respond while we're waiting? Okay, these are the attributes, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. 
And because he lives inside of us, we have the ability to demonstrate this fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, to walk in this fruit. You might think, well, I, I'm not always this way. Well, none of us are always that way, but if we'll walk in the Spirit, we'll be more, more, more like that, you know? So grab hold. Grab hold of the joy and the peace that you need. Whatever you need in this, whatever you need, the Holy Spirit has it there for you. So just, um, just know that you can, that it's there for you. These attributes are available for you. Each one of those, love, joy, peace, and so forth. I'm going to give you an example of peace that came to me one time uh, when I was in the nation of Uganda. And the Holy Spirit really brought peace to me when I needed it. We had arrived. I, I was with a friend that was a a missionary, and she was also a Bible teacher in uh, school in New York. And she and I had gone to Uganda and ministered in, in one place, and then we had moved down to another town called Tororo. Right? Tororo, yeah. And so the hotel that we were going to stay in was Tororo Rock. And so this one missionary that had brought us this distance to Tororo uh, pulled into the courtyard of the hotel and he was going to let us out, and he had to get back to where he was, where he'd come from. And so he said, I can't stay, but I'm just going to let you ladies out here. And as I got my suitcase out, I looked around in the courtyard of this hotel, and I just thought, oh, my goodness, I'm going to stay here for a week. We were, sta- we were supposed to be there for a week because there were ladies. There was a ladies' conference going on just down the road, and we were going to be walking to those meetings every day and ministering in those meetings. And I saw, as I looked around, I saw this build, the building of the hotel, and the, the sides of the hotel looked like, honestly, it looked like they'd been bombed. It looked like it'd been bombed. I mean, it was chips and just all beaten up and everything. And I thought, now, this is the outside, and I'll tell them what the inside looks like. And there were lizards, I'm not kidding, so long. I can't make my fingers go that long. Red, long lizards running across the hotel walls, which I, I'm not even fond of the little the little ones, much less the big red ones. And then there was this, um, there was this, I saw this big black pot over in the courtyard, and a couple of women were stirring the pot. And I just thought, you know, just like you see in the pictures sometimes, and I thought, is that our supper that, <laughs> that they're fixing? You know, I wondered about it, and I saw skinny dogs and skinny chickens and all these things. And I'm not putting down the way, the, the, the lifestyle of the people there. I'm just saying it was something I was totally unfamiliar with, and I just felt very strange in that setting. And I honestly didn't know if I could put my suitcase down in the dirt. I didn't know if I wanted to. And I just stood there for a second, and I just happened to look up, and I saw the moon. And as I caught a glimpse of the moon, I heard these words, I'm here. The Holy Spirit spoke that to me, to my spirit. I'm here. And I knew in that instant, if God was there, that I could be there. Because wherever he is, I want to be. And so I just, it was like immediate peace came on me. And I just put my bag down, went up to the room. And there were some, some ways that we had to really adapt that week. But you know what? By the end of the week, I thought I could stay longer. I was so adjusted to it. It's like, is this conference really over? Do we have to go home now? It's just amazing how the Lord can prepare you and give you what you need at when you need it. If we're open and sensitive to his Holy Spirit. Draw from the well that's deep within you, where the Holy Spirit dwells. Isaiah 12, 3 says, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. There is a deep well inside of us. It's the Holy Spirit. In John 4, 13 and 14, Jesus told a Samaritan woman at a well 
in Samaria, that the water he gives will become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That's a well that's inside of us, as I said, the Holy Spirit. So draw from that well. There's times that I will go deep in there. I'll just sense myself going deep and wanting to draw forth from that, draw from what's in what the Holy Spirit has for me. And I'll say things like, at times, Holy Spirit, rise up and be big in me today. Rise up. I need. I need this strength. I need. I need you to. I need. I need an anointing today. You are my anointing, Holy Spirit. You know, I don't have to to pray for the anointing. You are my anointing, and I thank you for it. So be aware. Be aware that the Holy Spirit is there. He's there for you and me. Philippians four thirteen says, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." There's a whole lot of all things out there that 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 we have not yet experienced, that we will find in front of us that we're going to have to work through. But, but we can do it through Christ, the scripture says. I can do all things through Christ. But that through Christ means doing it by his spirit. It's going to be the Holy Spirit that strengthens you to do those things. Acts seventeen twenty eight says, I live and move and have my being in the Lord. Now that's only possible by the spirit. I live and move and have my being in the Lord. I live by the Holy Spirit. I have I move by the Spirit. I have my being by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead us. Romans 8:14 says, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God." So if you are a son or daughter of God, just know that you are to be led by his Spirit because that's just the way he wants it to be. He said, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they're my sons, they're my daughters. First Thessalonians 5.19 says, we're not to quench the Holy Spirit or to extinguish and put a stop to what he wants to do. And sometimes we do that uh, in being aware of it. Sometimes we're not always aware of it. But we need to be sensed to tell the Spirit when he wants to do something to make space for that and allow him to do it. I feel at times like the Holy Spirit would like to say things like this, that he might want to say to us, will you allow me to give you the words to say to that person? I can give you the grace to go through this situation. I'll lead you into the truth. I'll impress you with the right way to go. I can give you what is on the Father's heart to pray. Oh, I really appreciate that. I like to pray what's on the Father's heart. I can give you the unction for what God has called you to do. That is so important. Whatever he's called us to do, we want the unction of the Holy Spirit to do it. I can give you the Father's heart of compassion for souls to be one. Yes, please. I want that. Holy Spirit, I want all of that. Give that to me. Philippians 2.13 says, It is God who works in us to will and do for his good pleasure. How does he work in and through us? But by his Spirit. Yes, he does want to work through us. And I don't want to leave this verse out in Acts 1.8. It's one of the main reasons why the Holy Spirit has been given to us, why we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let me say, Jesus said that we would receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and that we would be witnesses to him. Where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, where you live and in in, in that space and in, in that space, wherever you go, in other words, the Holy Spirit is bringing power to us. 
if Jesus said that we receive that power when the Holy Spirit has come on us to be his witnesses, allow yourself to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to get the fullness of the Spirit and so you can move in the power that Jesus has. The Holy Spirit, and this is a very important statement that I want to give you, the Holy Spirit is the member is the member of the Godhead who is continuing the work of Jesus to fulfill the will of God on the earth through you and me, the church. We are the church, and the Holy Spirit is the member of the Godhead. Remember, I talked about the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is no longer on the earth today. And as he went, he prayed the Father to send the Holy Spirit, to send another helper. The Holy Spirit is the one that will be working through us to do the work of Jesus, to fulfill the will of God on the earth today. So it's of utmost importance that we allow ourselves to work with the Holy Spirit. In John 16, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, that he will reveal and show Jesus to the world through you and me, and he's going to draw people to Christ through our witness. Just believe that. Just get out and do it. and <laughs> Let him do that. Let him draw others uh, to you, to Christ in you. Becoming familiar with the Holy Spirit is essential for our effectiveness to develop a personal relationship with him. It's essential for our effectiveness to develop a personal relationship with him. So become familiar with the Holy Spirit so that he can work through us. And the word says in Ephesians 4.30 that we shouldn't ignore or grieve the Holy Spirit. And perhaps you've had some experiences in that. I, I, I believe that I have. I'll just share one of them with you. There was a time... Um, a number of years ago when I had an opportunity to to befriend someone and to witness to them and even to invite them to our church services and I I didn't because I, I just felt intimidated around that person and so I, I just I didn't do it I just didn't take opportunity to do that and it wasn't long after that I just felt the Holy Spirit grieved in me I just felt like I had not allowed him to be who he wanted to be to me in that situation. And so I just really just said, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't step out in that. And I just, I'm just going to say that if you'll give me another opportunity with that person, I promise you that I will respond in faith. And, I, and so I think the Holy Spirit really loved that prayer, and he just really acted on that because he gave me a golden opportunity after that. And so I did, and, and actually Rodney came in on the, in the relationship, and we were able to disciple that man and his wife for quite a while. And uh, so I just thank God that I, I didn't just leave the situation with the Holy Spirit being grieved, that I wanted to respond in a more positive way and receive what I needed from the Holy Spirit to help that person. According to Romans 5, 5, which is one of my favorite verses, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. And when we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our lives, the love of God will just want to well up within us at times uh, around individuals. Perhaps you've had that happen with you. Sometimes it's, it happens to me when I don't even know somebody, or maybe I barely know them, but I just begin to sense such a the love for them, and I know it's God's love. I know that he's just allowing me to feel just a little bit of, the, of how much he loves them, 
and it's just like this love is just a supernatural thing and it's because his love is in my heart his love is in your heart the fruit of the spirit is there the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which has been given to us and so we're to let that love flow respond in some fashion you know speak to the person give them something do something you know respond so that they can experience the love of God I'd like to share one more story before I close here. It's about something that happened to me uh, that led me to more intimacy with God. It was when we pastored in uh, the suburbs in the 80s. We, there was a guest speaker that came to the church uh, for a few days, and I just admired so much her walk with the Lord. I just thought, this is amazing. I want, I want what she has. I want that. I want that kind of relationship with God. And so the last night, she was going to pray for people. And uh, so I got in the prayer line, and I was just focusing on the Lord and and just saying these kind of things, God, just whatever it is, I, uh, I just need that deeper walk with you. And and so when she, she prayed over me and laid hands on me, and she said something simple like, Lord, give her whatever she's seeking for, something like that. And, you know, I just I fell backwards. And it, it, now, now I look at that, and I think about what we heard about last week about the Apostle John in the book of Revelations when he fell as dead you know the the, um, the manifestation of the glory of God is just amazing at times and it was amazing to me and I was I just fell on the floor and I was just but I I wasn't as dead I was shaking all over I was just so so much in the presence of God it was just amazing and I can remember I, at that moment I was looking at my arms now this may sound strange but like I said sometimes things of the spirit can be a little strange and different but uh, I was looking the way he was the way he was moving through me at the time I looked at my arm and I thought now that's part of me I know but uh, I, I'm spirit it's like what you know this is my body but I was feeling for the first time in my life I was realizing that I was I'm really spirit I just live in this body. This is just there to carry me. This is there because God gave it to me as a vessel to carry me wherever he wants to take me so I can do whatever he wants me to do. But I had such a revelation that night that I was spirit and that I was connected to God who is spirit. And I just, I said to him, Lord, just speak to me. Tell me something. And this is what I heard him say. He said, you found the place where I want you to come and I want you to come more often. And I knew what he was saying to me. He was saying that there's a place in the spirit where we can all go, where we can just be at home alone with God and bask in his glory and just be comfortable with him like I was saying a while ago and just have those private times with him. You know, sometimes I pull away, but sometimes I'm not able to. But <clears throat> even if I'm not able to, I can be in his presence in a, in a second just by calling on his name, just by saying, Lord, saying, Jesus, Jesus. The, the name of Jesus is higher than any other name. You say that name, there's power in that name. You say the name of Jesus, and it just, it like it just wants to um, consume me, his presence. So his presence, we can experience. We can experience his presence if we really want it bad enough. We can be as close to God as we want to be, you know. God spoke that to me one time. He said, you admire different people's relationship with me. You know, you can have you can have 
as close a relationship with me as you want. It all depends on you. I'm ready, willing, but you. Are you going to spend the time, make the effort? Are you going to do something about it? How badly do you want it? Psalm 91 speaks of the secret place where we can dwell, and that's a place in the Spirit. We can have intimacy with him if we get to know his Spirit.